0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one, the only Ramon Foster over there in the other box. He's yeah, the eleven-year yeah. starting National Football League guard, exclusively for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He didn't know it when he signed it, but it was an exclusivity contract. <laughs> it was.
1: I was exclusively a Steeler and nothing more, DK and. I ain't got a problem with that whatsoever, man. What you think about that, Johnny Rockets? Johnny says we're sponsored
0: by Rochelle. <laughs> we're not in a position to argue anymore with that particular concept. This th- this whole event, Bone, is starting to feel real. It's starting to feel like a really big deal. And, man, consider where we were just a month ago. Yeah. You know, plotting out next season, the draft, Firing Tomlin, uh, rehiring Matt Canada just to fire him again.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What a change. Everything. And still, again, whatever happens on Sunday, we live with it, win or loss. But if it's a win, we really do got to start considering, um, you know, what do you do with Coach Faulkner and also Coach Sullivan? Um, And then the bigger question is, is if we win with Mason, and Mason's been named the starter, right? Oh, yeah. What do you do with Mason? And I ain't got no problem with either one of those questions. I will, of course, question the coordinators because I don't know what that is. But I'm also one of those dudes that constantly say, until it's real close to the heart and to my feelings and how I feel about my team as far as the Steelers go, I, I don't want to have the same old retread when it comes down to offensive coordinator or coordinators at this point right here. Sullivan's calling it. And the idea that Coach Faulkner is, you know, assistant head coach type of the offense, of the offense, um, is still somewhat questionable for next year. This weekend is gonna answer a lot for us though, DK. It really is. Let's uh let's ding that there, Bell, huh? I felt like you was gonna say you heard me winding down in my conversation because I got a lot more about that conversation. I can like, tell,
0: I can tell, but the bell, you know, it does take priority around here, doesn't
1: it? it? does take prior let's officially start the show
0: i can see all everybody wants to talk about is the weather and four to eight inches of snow and 50 mile an hour guys we have no idea they don't have any idea and also it's buffalo it is no Yeah, it's the Buffalo Lake area, Lake Erie area, I should say. Um, You know, we have no idea what's going to come of that. I'll tell you this, whatever the weather would be in Buffalo, it can't be worse than what they just played through in Baltimore. I'm sorry.
1: No, no. (laughs) Sorry. If anything, they're conditioned for that type of stuff. Like we had a – and, yeah, I'm going to make a big deal about it because it's that time of the season. We had a big old DK uh, explosive touchdown in that raining element of the game, too, in that rain game that we call Baltimore. Like that played a part. Like that. if that don't give you confidence, is this team being able to handle the weather – cold weather don't really bother players. It don't, especially when you got a pound the rock on the ground anyway.
0: Yeah. 71 yards through the air, all of it involving precision timing and precision footwork. And all of that happened in the worst conditions we've ever seen. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's just how that is. Uh, go ahead, Moan. You want, you were on a roll there.
1: Yeah. J- just, just this weekend in general, what the, what this means for this team, like it's, Every big moment is always a moment like this. But, like, this one in particular, where this team is at a, a a fork in a row with major decisions. Like, that's the thing with me. It's a fork in a row with a, with a bunch of major decisions with a lot of young talent on the offensive side. on Blizzard game, big time in Buffalo.
0: That's – go ahead, finish, because yeah, I'm going to yeah. leave this but, on the screen because
1: I want to talk about that one. But depending <laughs> upon how they perform this weekend, like – We all say that we think uh, that Coach Tomlin needs new eyes on this offense. We all say we think this offense needs a more progressive play caller. We think there should be changes at left tackle. We don't know what the quarterback's going to be. Can you be out on Kenny Pickett in year two, going into year three? Those types of questions. If they win, we get more answers and more time to decide that stuff. If we lose, depending on how they lose, um, then we'll have to revisit a bunch of this mumbo-jumbo going into next year anyway. I mean, free agency comes up. Mason's a part of free agency if he performs well. Let's say the defense gives up 42 points and the offense scores 41. Is that Mason lost the game? Or is, hey, the defense just, they came up short at the wrong time? Because if we score like that, and I know, of course, that's, that's I'm just throwing numbers out there. But if we score like that, or it's a one-point, one-possession game with no turnovers, we'd be idiotic not to consider Mason for next year. And that decision being made, do you step on the shoes of Kenny Pickett moving forward? So I like all of this, to be honest with you, but it's it's a fork in a roll for me.
0: Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Sometimes people use the word pivotal as to mean only important. Pivotal, what it actually means is You're going in one direction or the other. Now, you're never going to see the Steelers truly rebuild. Never, ever, 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 ever. But then in the NFL, you don't have to truly rebuild. You don't have to tear it all down. uh, Right. With the the way the salary cap is and how quickly you can get help from a draft, you never have to do that. But but you can wow, change directions yeah. and you can change quarterbacks and you can change coordinators and you can change things that make a seismic difference in the way your franchise is run. What if for example, we've brought it up somewhat jokingly once but yeah, the 3-4 defense and you just say, "Hey, that's enough of that." Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to look at this and and it feels like this game could swing things in one direction or the other, where you could. just, you know, where you just, what about, just like, we didn't even mention, it's like, Cam, Cam Hayward coming back or not.
1: I know, and Robert uh, said the same thing. Just think how the peanut gallery, if they lose, like, a lot of that type of stuff that we've actually put to bed with a lot of stuff, right, DK? Not necessarily put to bed. Um, I'll say this, Tyler, I, I love the outside perspective, but Ron Rivera for DC, I think Coach Austin's done a real, a real good job. With the injuries that they've had, okay.
0: Every last one of these comments about the weather keeps making it worse. Let's Ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Buffalo's now expecting three feet of snow. Yeah. And 40 mile an hour winds. Buffalo will no longer exist after <laughs> this weekend. The snow globe. A snow <laughs> globe, DK. And What's and your here's Hodge just comes in and says 1.4 inches called for during the day. That's basically closer to what I've seen. It's 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 something like a one to three. Uh, that's oh. not a snowstorm. In Buffalo, that's that's just a day ending and why
1: dusting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's this. That's I mean, a dusting. Literally this. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 still jump off tables into uh into the ground with that type of stuff, man. Absolutely DK. Oh
0: yeah, and for them the
1: snow is a blessing cuz it just lessens the fall. Oh. So uh, remind me this because you you brought this up the snow globe game we had last time in Buffalo. Now that was a snow game right there? Okay, uh, what 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 was your takeaways from that game the last time? If you remember correctly,
0: my take on the game was that it it made very little sense to me at the very beginning. Okay, I've told you this before, but in Buffalo, the press box is behind an end zone, which mm-hmm. I love. Uh, if See? I had my choice, and I don't, they would all be there. Okay, TV We're version
1: da- basically or film version.
0: That's it. You, it's like watching the game in all twenty-two. Right? Yep, I agree. So you guys took possession early on, and I'm thinking, how are they going to run in this? Like, what is it? There's there's no footwork here. And on top of that, Lev doesn't really see. Oh, my goodness. Because he got, A, the push. That was a credit to you guys. Yeah. But, B, he just motored. He did not care about the snow. This is somebody who played his college football in Michigan and just
1: choo, 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 choo. choo.
0: And and Buffalo never, ever,
1: ever had an answer for it. No, did not. And again, I I was waiting for it. It just didn't happen. I was inactive because of injury that game. But I Mm -hmm. remember that game specifically. It wouldn't stop. They wouldn't stop piling it on. That's where you start as a team, man. That's where you started the team. And coach X come to the sideline. Hey, what y'all want to do? And it's yes. (laughs) You don't even have an answer for it. But everything is working. Because if you can start the game with one of those runs and you see that you can win the line of scrimmage in those type of conditions, it somewhat bothers teams. It does. And again, I'll say this, too. Y'all know the, the defense has a, a rhythm and method in how they play, too. Three plays and they're out. If you start leaning on teams this time of the year, which is why the run game is always an emphasis in Pittsburgh, it's not for, hey, we want to play an old style of ball. We we at all times in Pittsburgh have played really good defense. That usually comes first, right, DK? When you mentioned Pittsburgh, defense is always big. And then it's the line of scrimmage. And then it's the attitude of your players. Quarterback with Bradshaw, Ben Cordell is has been a bonus to see them do what they've done in Pittsburgh, right? But that guy's always a type, too. Tough, rugged SOB is what you get out of quarterback play in Pittsburgh. So from there, the emphasis on the line of scrimmage and your bigs being good is for this time of the year. And that's the component of football that you have to love. It's the physical element of imposing your will and situation where the weather is not in your favor like it wasn't in Baltimore, like it wasn't the last time that Pittsburgh played a snow globe game in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important for guys like Mason Cole this week. Snap being good. Broderick, it's a little bit different in the playoffs. That's another conversation that has to be had, DK. There is a different switch in the playoffs. That's how we approached it. Whatever happened during the regular season, I love the momentum that we have, and the momentum is good to take into the playoffs because it matters because you know you can win against anybody in very tight situations. But the mentality of playoff football is so much more different, and I think that's what we have to have this week. No, I know that's what we have to have this weekend going into Buffalo because if you can repeat what we did last time, in Buffalo, in this type of game with snow, and they got to come out and dust off the lines, I feel better about our group. DK,
0: it's going to be a different kind of game, that's for sure. And and some of it, to an extent, is going to be dictated by the weather, um, not to the extreme of what we're seeing over here in these comments. Um, nowhere okay. near that, you know. We're we're still, unless of course we're referring to Hurricane Rudolph coming
1: in Ooh. off the shore. Is that what we got going in, DK? <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane Rudolph, man. Um uh, that's yeah, this, another- is,
0: this is not a big deal, people. This weather it's, is not a big not. deal. At least not at least not, you know, for what we know right yeah. now. This is just
1: yeah. not a thing. No, it, it's not. And I don't think it will be, man. Here's the thing too. Guys don't do we get cold in the game? Yeah. But as soon as we go to the sideline, we warm up and we warm up big time. So by the time that you go on the field, the myth that is freezing out there, not so much. The only thing that matters is your toes and your fingers. That's all that matters in those moments. Football becomes football, but with snow on the ground and potentially a frozen field, in some points of it, the slippery side of it, I think is more advantageous for the offense than it is for the defense, So.
0: Yeah, the, the Levy on Bell game, and you'll remember this too. They had people out doing the sidelines. They had people using shovels and scraping yeah. the sidelines so you could see where the yard markers are uh, during the game. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: That was fun.
0: It was fun. Those games are fun. Miami when themselves. when
1: the, the Miami game that we were almost in and out of the playoffs too, when A B stepped on the line at home. Remember that one?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was a fun game. Like, snow games are fun. I absolutely love snow games. And rain is, too, because it does slow down the defense. There are some some advantages in that. The same way that the defense gets a big advantage, in my opinion, playing indoors inside of dome stadiums
0: Mm -hmm. or
1: hot weather places where they can get a good grip off the line of scrimmage. The best
0: line yet comes from George, who says, 1.4 one point four in Buffalo is grilling weather.
1: <laughs>
0: hey Moan, how about we uh you know we get into the only segment that matters. We can do That's, that.
1: I'm, I'm with that. That's hey, Moan, DK.
0: At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. And then everybody becomes a weather expert, too. Like, how many people who actually use this terminology, lake effect snow, actually knows what it means? Like, everyone just says, oh, yeah, that's the, that's the lake effect snow. <laughs> right? Inform us, D.K. Tell us, DK. Oh, I don't know either. I'm not playing smart here. Oh, <laughs> I have no I, idea what it means. But it's uh, just, every time we, we talk about snow in Buffalo, they'll say, oh, yeah, the lake effect snow.
1: Oh, what the hell is the lake effect snow? What is that? The only way the lake effect has ever bothered me is going into Cleveland and seeing that water sloshing up against those rocks, and it's ice over there, and it's windy over there, and it's cold,
0: cold. over there. It's a
1: cold that penetrates
0: Ooh. your soul. Well, they make us park out there. That's actually the media lot. That's what they think of reporters. That's where you're at? Right against the water. Like, yeah. my car is like five feet from the from the edge of the water.
1: You come okay? back to where- an
0: ice cube. And I actually, one year I videotaped myself. This was just about five, six years ago, walking from that water. Oh my gosh. To the media entrance to the stadium. And it actually, the video did quite well at my expense.
1: <laughs> Look at you being surprised by it, DK. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I got a good one to start off the hey, uh, Mom, with, man, since we're talking about this game and what it means. You ready uh, for hey, it, man? Yes, sir. Mm hmm. From uh, Slap Murphy, DK, um, he goes, hey, Mo, will Tumlin coach like there's nothing to lose or be conservative like his standard? I don't think he's had a standard of being conservative. I think he probably doesn't play the games of analytics to go forward on this down versus that down. I think that's a coaching thing, too. Slap, I would tell you – calling you slap is crazy. Uh, yeah. Merv. I will tell you this when it comes down to picking when and where you want to have aggressive moments. Go back to that video of him telling Coach Sullivan, hey, go for it. Give me a rhythm throw to where we're playing beyond the sticks and stuff like that when he had Mason in there. uh In the playoffs, you can't be conservative. Playoffs aren't also meant for trick plays and all kind of silly stuff, double reverses, pass, flicker stuff either. You do have to play the game, but you also have to stay in the game to be aggressive too.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that that's a big big part of it. If you think back to these 3 weeks and Tomlin's message throughout the facility uh, on the south side has been uh, the scared money don't make money. Yeah, money
1: don't and then money they're
0: money. third and one, Mason's taking shots because he sees certain matchups that he likes at the line. Mason has been given, and so have the coordinators, not just a green light, but a flashing, screaming green light from the head coach. There's an NFL Films excerpt where you can pick up Tomlin saying to Mike Sullivan on the sideline, I want to see more. I want to see more. Okay, now you have to temper that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If it's a snowstorm and there's 50 mile an hour gusts, I'm not asking Mason to make a precision 18 uh, 18 yard throw on an out route the way we were seeing in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. okay. But the fact is, through almost all of this, through almost all of this, the Steelers have had inclement weather and have still attempted to make plays downfield. And so uh, my feeling is that you're going to continue seeing that approach because it has worked for a month
1: now. Yeah, it has. And why, to your point, living your fears with that type of stuff? What was that one, DK? I missed that one. I saw something about variable Belichick.
0: See, I I put that up because, A, Mike gave us a nice contribution. Yeah, if – if Mike Tomlin takes a year off, get Bill Belichick and Mike Rabel in as temporary coaches. See what happens. Yeah. Or maybe Josh. Josh
1: This is the kind, this
0: is the time of year (laughs) where everybody who loses their job somewhere else is undoubtedly coming to your team. You know,
1: it's better than your coach. Let me ask y'all this and you can answer it in the comments. Yeah. My answer is no, they're not. Or just as equal. Do you think Belichick and Rabel are better coaches than, than coach Tomlin? Like, like, I know Bill has. There's a case for Bill
0: Belichick. There's a case for Bill. Yes. But can
1: we also <laughs> point to Bill in these last three years minus Tom? Can't. Who's done a better job, DK?
0: Yeah, it's a different in, – in, in football, it's always a different discussion than it is in any other sport because in football, you're involved in all parts of the process. You're involved in the drafting. You're involved in the selection. You're involved in the development. And, yes, of course, now you can see in hindsight –
1: That in New England, a lot of that was about Tom Brady. So I just want Michael, great. That ain't our entire conversation today, but the conversation that we have a bad coach in Pittsburgh, look at the changes that we've had and you balance it up with the changes that other teams have had. I don't know if you want to say that's just Pittsburgh on its own standard, right? Or whether you want to give credit. Okay. If you want to give credit to Coach Tomlin and how you're able to sustain this, sustain this level of winning because DK, you said something earlier too, as we're at some point transition to the off season, you're never going to be sorry enough to actually have a, like a top five pick too. Mm -hmm. When it
0: Jamie Morris comes in uh, from Canton and says, Hey, Moan greetings from the hall of fame city. Uh, FYI. And this is worth mentioning to the viewers of this program. The pro football hall of fame is going to have a Steelers exhibit. That's running from January 20th to February 19th. I have seen some of the details of that moan and it's impressive. It's must see it it is. It's they have the good stuff. Now the Steelers have their own hall of fame and their own, you know, their own hall of honor and all that other stuff. And they have some, but the, the hall of fame, uh, has stuff that nobody else does well worth your, your stop out there, uh, in Canton and I appreciate the note there. Uh, Mike in Texas says, hey, DK and Moan. I like, I like, the, moan. I like the Moan. What who up, Mike th- in Texas? Think, who do you think is going to be the quick slant weapon? Meaning for Buffalo, Diggs or Davis if he plays?
1: Uh, Diggs is the go-to. He's a Diggs time. is the guy, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what are we talking about here?
1: Almost answering another question, too. I had star, too. Will Joey Porter Jr. follow Stefan Diggs? I think so.
0: I think he's following him now somewhere. Yeah, I he, he, just follow, he just followed him into like the sure save up in Orchard yeah. uh, Park.
1: Yeah, I, I think so, too. If we can get to Josh Allen, man, and make him scramble, I think Joy Porter Jr. is savvy enough to where he can track him the way he needs to. And all out shellacking from, you know, Stephron Diggs to Joy Porter Jr., the, the kid stood tall so far. He has a young fella stood tall so far, man, and I absolutely love that matchup. He matched up well against D.K., Everybody, you Jamar, Jamar had a circus catch against Joey Porter Jr. Like that's essentially all he had against the man. He's been that type since he started. Starting.
0: Everyone again, still claiming to know what what Lake Effect
1: Snow is. Gene, you ain't even tell us what that was. You just said I know.
0: Oh. Yeah, I like that, too. Jesus. says, well, yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> dot, dot, dot,
1: Enlighten us, Gene. Come on. What are you doing? It's a
0: humid, wet snow.
1: I live with that. All snow is humid. It's it's Humidity is just moisture. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, speaking of that, don't don't change that topic real quick. Andy, man, first time I feel like I've seen Andy in here. Andy says, hey, Mom, do you suit up any differently in this cold weather? Only thing that changes, they have cold weather tights for us. And they got thicker socks. There are like some real thick wool socks that you can put on, and there's a thicker Under Armour that you can put on. Marquise, Dave, they used to put on those uh, surfing wetsuits. A bunch of guys actually wear surf wetsuits in the cold.
0: They make surf wetsuits in offensive lineman sizes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow, was it Dave? I that know Pounce wore it. Pounce for sure. <laughs> he be in there unstrapping like a friggin' surfer. Like seriously, it may have just been Pounce, not Dave.
0: That is that is something. Uh, it just reminds me of this, of in Baltimore how Miles Jack was trying to get onto the bus, but he couldn't find any socks. And he's <laughs> just he's just you know that really tight room in yeah. Baltimore. He's yeah. just going around. Everybody, hey, I need socks. Anybody got <laughs> socks? And he wasn't talking to the equipment guys. He was talking to his teammates. Like, I need some of your
1: socks here. To his teammates, but Hey, look, even guys that make what they make need a little bit of help, DK. Can I borrow some sugar, please?
0: Uh, a fine young man named Nick Herbig ended up getting him a pair of socks. I bet he did. <laughs> I That's
1: bet he right. did, DK. He
0: sounded so sad, though. I was going to loan him mine. <laughs>
1: That's what he get for wearing those Italian-made shoes after the, uh, after the game and stuff.
0: Mike says, hey, Bone, who has two thumbs and went 5-1 and one in the best division in the National Football League this year? No the Steelers, is that, a, is that a variable in this, though? The AFC East was nothing special. I I've, looked at Buffalo's schedule. We talk about ugly losses on the Steelers' schedule. Man, they had some, too. They did. And Jets I'm, and
1: Patriots. and Jets, Patriots. Oh, God, Liz, a few more. I'm looking at their schedule right now, DK. They lost mm-hmm. to them. Just real quick. Jets and overtime. Lost to Jacksonville, we did, too. Lost to New England, we did also. Cincy, huh, swept them. Uh Denver, uh, lost to overtime to Philly, and they had a bye week with a reset. And they've been on a five-game win streak right so far. So, yeah.
0: Roscoe says if Coach Tomlin wants a contract extension, he'd better win this game. Actually, he's getting one. Whether you issue an ultimatum or not, Roscoe, sorry.
1: <laughs> Roscoe, I'm sorry. It's just, look at his compadres in the business that he's in.
0: Luke wants to know what you think about Dan Moore, where he can go, where his game can go uh, in general, independent of the weather and the attack.
1: Y'all don't want to acknowledge and hear this. Let's hear it. Dan Moore ain't bad. I know what PFF has said. Is he great? No. Is he average to slightly above average? Yeah. I talked to somebody that's very particular to Pittsburgh today. Okay. And they're very fond of what that young man is capable of being. It's the same thing in the way you got to view and judge quarterbacks, essentially. O-lines grow and get better. There are terrible tackles around the league. Dan Moore ain't a terrible tackle. And I know what PFF said. If we're going to bash PFF for saying that, what is that, win rate? And that Miles Garrett is the effing. I'm almost going off on this one because I hate that we do this as fans of our own team. We justify what we do and don't like, but also hate the same thing, too. Like, Dan ain't a bad tackle. Does he need room to grow? Yes. Has he gotten better over the stretch of wins? Yes, he has. But but Broderick Jones had a bad one, too. I mean, let's talk about, like, even Isaac, who's not giving up any sacks, has had
0: moments, too. Isaac's had some real moments of late but because good way
1: the narrative is being painted that Dan is a bad tackle and I my relationship I don't have his number in my phone I don't communicate with him this is me watching an offensive lineman gradually run his race to learning how to be a better pro I don't think Dan Moore is a bad bad tackle if they get rid of him Move him to right tackle, whatever the case may be. But you got to also think about this. You move him, there's a new guy coming in also with no experience or overpaid free agent tackle. And most teams don't let go of free uh, their really good tackles. So think about what you're asking for somewhat when we go on this bash fest with Dan. I'm sorry I went on that rant, but PFF, y'all know how I feel about them. We can justify some things, but you guys are the same ones that hate them crowning Yeah, I mean, that's Miles Garrett, too.
0: Yeah, you can't have it. I I say this a lot. You can't have it both ways when it comes to PFF. You can't rip them whenever it's something that you don't like, like, for example, the T.J. Watt comparisons, but then say that they're absolutely accurate whenever it comes to uh, Dan Moore or another subject kind of favors a preconceived notion that you might have. My feeling on Dan is that he has done quite well in run blocking, and it has not been appreciated and at the same time, that he's got work to do when it you comes do. to pass blocking. Okay, and you said that yourself, Moan.
1: And pass blocking is the hardest thing to get down. And you've
0: also said that, <laughs> especially for a tackle. No offense.
1: What, what, yeah, no, and what are we most excited about with what Broderick does? Oh, look at him in space. He, he's moving bodies. He's still got to grow, too, in his pass protection. I, that's just me. I'm done. My bad. Cody says, hey, Bo, do
0: you think that Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner have plays that are designed specifically for the playoffs, like that one that they used against the Ravens, meaning the 71-yard touchdown?
1: We spoke about this a little while. There's not too many ways you can deviate against the plan that's already been laid out. Uh, I told you guys before, when we went from Bruce Arians to uh, to Randy Finkener and even Todd Haley, most of the plays, playbook, remain the same because the system can work. It's a matter of Tweaks. Todd Haley made us throw it quicker, get the ball out of Ben's hand. Short routes, get the guys going. Our that's interesting. book was essentially the same. Yeah, we added more.
0: I, I don't think. I think a lot of times, especially since you know Deontay told me about this uh, in Baltimore, I reported it, and everybody got all excited, thinking, "Aha, that's it! That's another another nail in Matt Canada's coffin." You don't need that. Just just win the games. No,
1: only and we you added know? more. No huddle with Todd. And then we did similar things with Randy, too, if we just being real. The flow of the plays that a, a OC calls is what probably gets them hired to fire. Also, players mm-hmm. dropping balls and stuff, too.
0: Tyler Johnson says, hey, Mo, do you run
1: early or throw early in this game? This is a run early type of game. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, no, nah, Tyler, <laughs> ain't sure no other. Is. This is this – is, and I'm sure with Coach Tomlin and Sean McDermott being good friends, we're going to see probably a low-scoring game because they're going to both probably say the same thing, run the daggone ball, and control the line of scrimmage. That's what this is. We
0: get a lot of questions about Corey Trice. I think it's going to be obviously I like more like though. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Um, Hayden says, uh, what's the word on Trice's recovery? Is there still excitement that he can be CB2 alongside JPJ? I have a couple of things to say about this. One is that the young man's around, which I like, in a very Calvin Austin sense, uh, Calvin Austin – uh, talked to me last summer about how he wanted to consider this year two for him because of all the work that he had done in the building, all of the film study that he'd done. And and he wanted to hit the ground literally running, and he did to his credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get that same sense from Corey Trice. However, however, w- we had people who follow this team anointing him as some sort of superstar based on a couple of Latrobe scrimmages. And I just want to, okay. yeah. And th- that happens a lot. We have these instant rock stars at St. Vincent college and everybody's got to go easy. That is a complex layered position that involves a lot of failure. How you adjust to that failure. We haven't seen the first sign of Corey Trice yet in terms of what he can do seventh round pick. And
1: think about the longevity of the season, too, An adjustment oh. to play. Joy Porter Jr. even had his transgressions earlier on. Did he not, DK? Oh, yeah. We haven't. I'm knocking on wood. Seen a lot of him in the conversation about the grabbing. So you got to see it. I'm knocking on wood, right? Like, you adjust as a pro, and I think Joy Porter Jr. has done well with that. Oh,
0: so- we have our get that crown out. This is our question of the day. Joshua Dobbs says, Hey, Moan, as an offensive line When you see the Bills roll out a nickel defense 90% of the time, it's actually a little higher than that, Josh. Does that make you drool like a rabid dog and just bully them with the bigs? I want to see, he wants to see a 13 or 14 formation here. I want to see three tight ends, 22, 14, and
1: play action. Love that. Uh, uh, Yes, you do salivate if we can trust our guys to do that. And I think in the last three weeks, you've been able to trust them that they can move the line of scrimmage. But that, I'll say this too, not have they're not half-stepping in Buffalo. They have a top-five defense as far as the stats say and as far as amount of points being scored against them too. They are very stingy. They heavily invested in first and second-round talent when it comes down to the guys that are on their roster. Vaughn is playing a role and not really even playing big time for them. Ed Oliver is a big-time vet for that squad up front too led by him if they can control ed oliver and his attitude if if he's over isaac i trust it if he's over dan uh james daniels i'm i'm watching it because he's the the straw to me now that stirs what they got going on because of attitude he's a never die F you screw them, watch us do work. If you can control Ed Oliver, you got a real good job of controlling Greg, uh, Greg Rousseau, Leonard Floyd, uh, AJ Epinesa. All of these dudes, you have a way better chance. Jordan Phillips, is he still they there have, too? They, Big they body so dude,
0: dudes. they have so many dudes I'm, they <laughs> invested really heavy.
1: heavy. But when you're out there as
0: a nickel, and even and that might that's small. where this, yeah, that's where the snow. Might affect things where Buff, where Sean McDermott just says, "Listen, I know what we usually do here, but we're going to have to put some people up at the, up at the line of scrimmage because they're not going to pass as much because of the snow and whatever else here. That's where the chess game starts to come in. But if it turns out to be a just a conventional football game, Buffalo loves the nickel. They do. They love to get small. Mm-hmm. And as a result, and I went through some of these numbers myself." Last night, I'm going to read a couple of them for you here.
1: Please do, D.K. I'll take numbers every once in a while.
0: Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. This is over the last couple of months. Austin Eckler from the Rams averaged 5.6 yards per carry against the Bills. Tony Pollard, Cowboys, 4.7 yards per carry. Uh, Devon Achan, 5.6. He crushed him. He sure did. DeAndre Swift, 5.7. The only guys in that span, that the Bills were able to slow down and to not allow them to basically run all over them were whatever's left of Ezekiel Elliott, and it's not much. And that line ain't that good up there. And Clyde edwards helaire who's just a little dude. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Other than that, Buffalo got run on. Buffalo can get run on. And I have a feeling that, it, that the cleaner that that atmosphere is and the cleaner that that playing surface is, if that if that's the way it turns out, they're going to go nickel.
1: So, so the other part of that to me is this too. They got a lot of talent, and other than Ed and Jordan Phillips, they're young. I, I do trust our guys, especially if Broderick is growing up this week, especially that because you even said the run blocking with Dan Moore you love. And if we can control that pace of it, we got something this weekend. And, uh, man, there's so much for this weekend. I can't freaking wait, DK.
0: Trucker James says, "Hey Moan, if the wind and snow turn this game into a running fest, how do you like the Steelers' running backs versus Buffalo's running backs?" I'm gonna take ours. Name a better I time. Say, I was just gonna say, how about just put it versus anybody's at this point? The last three weeks count. Momentum
1: counts, right, Moan? It does. You were so there it, for December football. And and I like what James Cook can do, but I also like our guys in space. Like that's let's don't underestimate your dudes. This is why we also said you ain't got to pick between Najee and and, and Jalen. Mm-hmm. Although we were. But you ain't got to because you get a yin and a yang man that continuously works so far in Pittsburgh.
0: No, it's it's been uh, it, it it's been neat to watch this tandem, but what we're seeing now, we're seeing them run down Bleeping
1: Hill yeah. for a month. And you, you know what's even more to the fact that you had Pat Fryermuth excited about it
0: in, yeah, in Seattle,
1: <laughs> and we know we we know what Darnell's gonna bring, right? And then Cam Brother comes out there, they can be your jack of all trade, catching the ball. Oh, and Pat can catch too. That's yeah. the uniqueness of what we have. So if pace, and I know they got two tight ends on their team too. They're not blockers like ours.
0: Uh they can they can make plays. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, guys, we'll be right back uh in in just a moment. Liam McDuffie says, I always wanted both. I always wanted both. Boom and Zoom. Boom, zoom. Boom and Zoom. <sighs> Can you, you
1: imagine? And yeah,
0: that's uh, There's not a tandem that's been more productive in the last three weeks. So this isn't us coming up with some kind of opinion here. Yeah, no, okay? it's not. You know who's the number one quarterback in the National Football League over the last three weeks?
1: Oh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. By the way, he had a longer shout-out for me yesterday, too. It's pretty, pretty cool, too. Uh, I saw the rest of it. Uh-huh. uh But, but Mason's uh, – he's doing the thing the way he's supposed yeah. to correctly.
0: But um, he's, he's the number one quarterback in the National Football League over the last three weeks. Right timing. He's the first Pittsburgh quarterback to start a playoff game since Ben Roethlisberger. Wow.
1: Imagine
0: that, D.K. Goodness. This is why. This is why I'm always saying people want predictions.
1: You can't do predictions. We can't. It's hard. <laughs> there's there's hard. no. There's no predictions. It's it's hard. DK. Um, I'm excited for this weekend. I saw a couple of people asking the question on the betting side. Man, why why do you think the line is so big against what Pittsburgh got going on, and why is the noise so loud with the lack of respect for Pittsburgh too? We hadn't done it in a while, but also on the Vegas side of it, they want that money if the money's all on on buffalo minus 10 that's if pittsburgh players game that's almost too obvious it's almost it's like those dudes that was fishing years back that had like astronomical weights in their fish like that that fish ain't that big to be that heavy <laughs> right you you know what i'm saying right cat Manita uh,
0: invests $4.99 in informing us that he too has access to wikipedia by letting us know that lake effect snow is produced during cooler atmospheric conditions when a cold air mass moves across long expanses of warmer lake water still doesn't mean you know what makes it different no. like when you watch it snow in buffalo do you go oh yeah this is that this is that lake effect snow look here look it's the lake effect snow
1: lake effect snow uh <laughs> Uh, no, that's the copy and paste right there. But I believe you though, Mac. Cat uh, Manada. I believe uh, Tyler manita. Johnson doesn't. He wants him fired. Look <laughs> <laughs> Cat Manada. It just means more snow. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah it just means it just more means snow. More
0: snow. It just means that more of it shows up.
1: <laughs> Boss has no
0: no use for my uh, Lake Effect snow commentary.
1: And oh, we're yeah. not being mean to Cat Manada. Cat Manada is very sarcastic. Maybe she thinks we we're talking that. about
0: the one who was fired.
1: Oh, Cat Manada. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. So here's one thing, then I we're going have to roll here too. Is TJ worth the touchdown in Vegas?
0: TJ, I don't believe, comes into the equation for the betting line. Didn't you say yourself and no. other people have said it's all quarterbacks?
1: Only people that move the line is the quarterback. So y'all.
0: having the number one quarterback in the league for a month straight. Doesn't move the line.
1: Because they don't know if they can trust him in playoff ball. But if I was 500 in the playoffs too, like Josh Allen, I don't know why they can trust him too. I do think if Pittsburgh wins, this is a money grab for Vegas. The house never loses. If you telling me, you guys go ahead and put money on the minus 10. We'll see what happens on Monday, Sunday night. Brent Haynes says, great show again later. I got to go. Moan's got to go.
0: I got to go cover hockey. Penguins versus Canucks tonight. We'll see everybody tomorrow.
1: Yeah! See you, good people.